Episode 132 of One Man Watchpoint and Overwatch Podcast, where we talk about everything going on in the wonderful world of Overwatch. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back again and enjoying the ride with us. If you're new around here, allow me to introduce myself. I'm your host, Sir Dr. JM. That's at Sir DRJM on all socials. Why not give me a follow? Reach out to me over there where you can interact with me. Uh, send me a message, a DM, a whatever, and you can ask me whatever you want. Bring me questions, bring me topics, bring me uh, concerns around Overwatch, the Overwatch League, uh, Blizzard games, video games in general, of course. I do like to play games, and I like to talk about them as well, which is why we find ourselves here on One Man Watchpoint. Now, you can, of course, find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services out there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. So give us a follow, leave us for you, tell your friends and all that jazz. Now, this is normally the part of the show where I, of course, pimp out the fact that you can also catch me on the Ready, Set, Poem podcast if you enjoy what you hear here today. If you are a fan of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, or perhaps just myself, and you've listened to uh, these podcasts before, you may think that you know what I'm about to say with regards to the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, but I promise you, if you have not listened to the most recent episode of Ready, Set, Pwn, then go check that out first because, of course, it was episode 219 and it was titled The Last Episode Of. Now, that, of course, is hinting at the fact that uh, my co-hosts, the two primary hosts of the show, of course, I'm just the third chair on the show, but Alex and Chris and I, we kind of put our heads together and we decided that the podcast was going to go on hiatus for now. Of course, looking at the calendar, we did debate, do we do one more episode into December? Uh, maybe two. Of course, One Man Watchpoint and Ready, Set, Pwn alternate weeks uh, in the Overwatch League offseason. Now, of course, there is no Overwatch League. So technically, we are in the offseason forever. So talking with the guys from Ready, Set, Pwn, and we all just kind of decided let's call it a hiatus until next year. We are taking, you know, again, nothing is nothing is permanent, nothing is final, but we are taking a break until 2024. Um, what we talked about was, you know, the news will slow even more in December. Of course, we're going to get some Season 8 news, which we did and we now have and we will discuss a little bit of on today's episode. But beyond that, we don't expect a ton of news around the Overwatch League. And so we are calling it a hiatus. We are calling it a break. We are calling it a temporary separation period where we will just take it easy, recoup, regain our energy. And hopefully in 2024, uh, we get some good news about the Overwatch League or what it may turn into. And we can have, at the very least, one more episode to talk about whatever that incarnation of things turns out to be. And if, of course, uh, we don't get any news, well, then we may just never come back. Who knows? Of course, again, we're not calling anything final. I'm sure at the very least we'll come back for one real goodbye if, you know, if, if, if it turns out to be that. But this last episode was our last episode of 2023 and our last episode uh, for the immediate future. I'll say the immediate future because I do think we'll reconvene in January at the very least probably talk a little bit about season eight and perhaps what's to come in season nine um, and go from there. So 
Ready, Set, Pwn, officially on hiatus for now, after 219 episodes. One Man Watchpoint, on the other hand, of course, the podcast you are listening to right this very moment. This episode is episode 131, which means I have under 100 to go to catch up to Ready, Set, Pwn, so maybe I'll just keep going until I do that. But then again, uh, I'm, I'm going to unofficially call this the last episode of 2023 for One Man Watchpoint as well. That may partially be because I'm a little bit lazy, but it may also be because there might not be a ton of news. Now, the nice thing is, of course, as I've mentioned a couple times, Season 8 does start next week on no, uh, December sorry 5th, which means if I record one more episode in the year, it'll be December 12th, and that puts us you know, just a little bit past that start date so I can kind of talk a little bit more about what Season 8 is actually bringing us um, and what things look like and you know my experience with it so far. So it might make sense for me to do one more episode of 2023 and then just call it a holiday break and return in 2024. But I digress. We shall see. Now, that's a lot of rambling about this show and Ready, Set, Pwn, but I haven't even told you where you can find these podcasts. Of course, you can find these podcasts on all your favorite podcast services out there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. You know what? Maybe I did say that. I had to restart recording because I realized that my... Uh, my webcam was set as my microphone on my recording software and the voice track was terrible. So maybe I already said that. I think I already said that. Anyways, check out the Ready, Set, Poem podcast. Check out One Man Watchpoint on podcast services everywhere and all that jazz. Now, we actually don't have a lot to talk about. I'll be honest. Maybe that's why I'm rambling so much is because we have something like two news stories here and a couple of, a couple of quick hits uh, to go over and then that's going to be it and that's you know all of this is evidence as to why uh, Ready Set Pwn is going on a break and why I say One Man Watchpoint just might as well. Without further ado let's get this thing rolling. I'll do this alone if I have to. Just like every week Reaper doing it alone. So before we get into the news uh, we are actually going to talk about Oh, sorry, I lost my place here. We are actually going to talk a little bit about some things that are ongoing in the game right now. Uh, not really events ongoing right now. Well, sort of, eh, I don't know. It's it's that portion of the show where we talk about the stuff you can get and the stuff you can do and all that kind of jazz. So right now, of course, the Golfer 76 Epic skin is actually free with uh, Amazon Prime Gaming. So as long as your Prime Gaming account is connected to your Battle.net account, you can go, if you just Google Prime Gaming Rewards, you can look for this Overwatch uh, reward and claim it. That's a free Epic skin for you, of course, I mean, free in air quotes. Um, and then it will appear in your Battle.net account and you will have it in game. So definitely go claim that. I'm all about free stuff, even if it's not really free, free because you pay a subscription to the company. Now, other, I believe that's available until December 21st as well. So you got some time to get that one. Now, other than that, right now, in-game, online, as we speak, but expiring December 5th, that's when Season 8 launches and Season 7 comes to a close, you can earn up to 37,500 bonus experience for your Battle Pass and the Working Vacation Spray by completing in-game challenges in the Catch Up with Mauga event. So I kind of like that they're doing this. This is kind of a... It's not the first time they've done it, but it's a newer thing that they're doing where they kind of, in some ways, ease you into the idea that a new character is going to be joining the game. And they do this, of course, with these little events that are just, you know, uh, it's just a set of challenges and then, you know, like a spray or two or maybe a uh, weapon charm, something like that, that you can earn. 
Um, in this case, it is a spray. And of course, I believe the challenges for the most part are just play X number of matches. So really, if you're playing the game, you're probably collecting this XP uh, just by nature of doing that. Do I think the the they're going to do more on top of this? I wouldn't be surprised. I think the pattern we've seen towards the end of every season is they usually do a double XP uh, weekend right at the sort of final weekend of the season. Um, so that, of course, would mean that this weekend, December 1st through 3rd, likely they'll they'll turn it on on uh, Friday there. Um, and honestly, it may run right until the Tuesday when the next major patch drops for Season 7 to end and Season 8 to start. They may do uh, a double XP weekend. Again, they have done this in the past. I think they've done it with every season, although I wouldn't say... I wouldn't recommend you quote me on that. I'm pretty sure they have. So by all means, uh, get in there and check this out uh, because you're going to be able to collect a lot of XP this leading into this weekend, but then also, of course, over this weekend if they do in fact do that. And it'll just boost you through that battle pass if you're not already through it. Um, and if you are, then it'll boost you through those bonus tiers. So there you go. Moving on from there, we have one more event that was announced, uh, I believe, just today. We, of course, have another five free tier skips from Twitch drops that you can earn. You can, of course, uh, earn one tier every two hours, up to ten hours, which, of course, totals five tier skips. And now that I think of this, I'm actually, I'm, I'm just going to jump into my Twitch here. I won't say whose stream that was, but uh, they may be a former San Francisco Shock player who uh, uh, now streams a lot, and he does a super job of it, if you understand what I'm getting at there. Uh, anyways, go on over to Twitch. Make sure your account is linked to your Battle.net account, and of course, you can start earning progress towards these tier skips. Now, in the past, they usually do it where you have to claim each reward, uh, before you can start earning progress towards the next one. So I do recommend keeping an eye on that uh, just to make sure you are getting those free tier skips. They don't just accumulate and then you get them all at once. You have to claim the reward. So make sure you do that before they go away. Now that is actually going to be it for what's going on in the game right now. Of course, on last uh, last week's episode, but really it was two weeks ago, so the last episode of One Man Watchpoint. We did talk about the Roadhog rework. Uh, he has been tweaked again. I believe they uh, increased his healing done, uh, his, his healing output from his Take a Breather. Of course, just because he was seeming a little squishy uh, at some higher levels. Um, you know, nothing, nothing too exciting to speak on there. That's why I didn't put it in the show. Other than that, there hasn't been a ton. Obviously, we've had some skins released. We finally got the Rubber Ducky skin and the Bath Time skin for Zenyatta, so that was exciting. But overall, in-game has been, I think, relatively quiet right now. Of course, it was halfway through uh, this past uh, season that we got the Roadhog rework. That was kind of the big news halfway through Season 7. But now, you know, as season eight winds to a close, sorry, season seven winds to a close, we don't typically get a ton of news. But, of course, we did, in fact, find out more about the upcoming season eight, which drops next week on December 5th. So I'm actually going to roll into that news, and then I will uh, rewind time, and we will talk a little bit of Overwatch League news. So I'm going to head on over to .esports.com with an article by Max Michelli 
posted on November 28th. That's today as of recording. Which reads, Overwatch 2 shows off Grand B-Story some mythic skin coming in Season 8. Overwatch 2 Season 8 will begin in just one week, and with it, players will not only get a new tank hero, Mauga, but will also have the opportunity to get a new mythic skin for Orisa. In the Season 8 Battle Pass that will begin next Tuesday, December 5th, players will be able to unlock the Grand Beast Orisa at level 80. Complete with numerous color and weapon options, the skin will also have its own unique ability, sound effects, and a special ultimate visual as well. The official Overwatch Twitter account revealed that the cosmetic today in a 38-second video that shared all of the upcoming skins features. I butchered that sentence a little bit, but hey, who cares? In another post on Twitter, the Overwatch creator and aggregator Overwatch Cavalry shared four images, sorry, shared images of four different color scheme options for the skins. Four skins, whatever. The color options for the new skin include tan with purple, purple with orange, blue with light blue, and red with light blue. Orisa's Mythic skin will be the 8th added to the game and the 3rd Mythic skin for a tank hero. There has been one in each season of Overwatch 2 so far. The other 7 heroes to receive Mythic skin treatment so far have been Genji, Junker Queen, Kiriko, Sigma, Tracer, Ana, and Hanzo. The new skin will be part of the seasonal theme that the official Overwatch Twitter has dubbed Call of the Hunt starting on December 5th. The season will last about two months. While Blizzard has not yet said when the season will end, one would expect that to happen around the beginning of February. So there you have it, of course. That is the Orisa skin... Uh, sorry, not Orisa. The Season 8 Mythic skin announcement. Um, I do recommend checking it out. It's, uh, it's a pretty fun little trailer they released. Of course, ex you expect it to be Malga, so it starts with Malga. And then, of course, we see the Grand Beast Orisa come push him off the screen, and we get the reveal of uh, the different color variants. A um, little bit interesting, of course, that we do have four color variants. I think traditionally, or, or on most other mythic skins, we've had at most three color variants, and at fewest or least, uh, we've had two. Um, I know most people have been pretty disappointed when it's only two. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Junker Queen only had two, whereas other ones have had three. I could be wrong. I could be misremembering that. But in any case, that's kind of what we're looking at there. Um, arguably, well, not arguably, but uh, similarly interesting, I think, is the pattern that we're seeing, of course, with the uh, Mythic Skins. So we do have, at this point, we have Genji, we have Tracer and Hanzo as damage characters receiving a Mythic skin. On the support side, we have Kiriko and Ana receiving Mythic skins. And on the tank side, we've had Junker Queen, Sigma, and now, of course, Orisa receiving uh, the Mythic skins. So numbers-wise, what does that mean? It means we have three damage characters, we have two support characters, and with Orisa, we have three tank characters as well. So naturally, the inclination would be that we will be getting a support uh, Mythic skin in Season 9, which is, of course, looking you know into February, but could be very exciting. Um, obviously, as they burn through tank and support character uh, Mythic skins, we will run out of those before we get to, uh, or before we run out of mythic skins for the um, the damage characters. But even still, we've had some, I would say, two pretty popular support characters already receiving their skins. 
with uh, Kiriko, obviously, you know, the new hotness, but she already got one. And then Anna, a, a classic, um, you know, well-loved uh, uh, character, support character, getting her skin as well. Um, there's lots of other good choices, though. I mean, everyone, I think, for the most part, agrees that Lucio's pretty bomb. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, you could go Mercy, which is kind of a, uh, kind of an either, could go either way. You know, you have your Mercy lovers and you have your Mercy haters. So certainly that could draw some ire, but could also uh, draw some, you know, uh, positive will in the community as well. And then, you know, you've got some other, uh, fantastic support characters as well. Of course, I'd love to see Zen get one. Uh, although Zen, I think has a ton of awesome skins already. I'd really, uh, you know, I, I'm very hopeful for what we could see with a mythic skin for Zen. And then, you know, for me personally, I, I'm a big fan of BAP as well. So I'd like to see what they could do for a BAP skin. But anyways, if we look at the pattern that they're running through here, we go damage, tank, support, tank, damage, support, damage. So there isn't really seemingly a true pattern here, which is why I think it's mostly a numbers game. Um, if we're getting a tank one now, I expect they'll give us a damage one again. Uh, you know, it does make sense that they would do damage more frequently, so it's always going to kind of lead the charge. And then hopefully they'd come back around to support, maybe go back to damage after that, then go back to tank, I don't know. Anyways, interesting stuff. I don't think Orisa was one that, you know, people were really pulling for, maybe, <laughs> if, if I'm being honest. Um, I think people would lose their minds for a Winston Mythic skin or a Reinhardt Mythic skin. I know I personally would. Um, if I had to pick two tank heroes to get Mythic skins, those would be my two picks. Um, meanwhile, if I were to pick two support characters, I think I, I might've gone with Anna, but I'd probably go with Bap and then someone else. Honestly, Bap and Lucio, like I said, or Zen, sorry. Um, Bap, Lucio, and Zen would be my top three picks. So anyways, it's interesting that they're, they're jumping back to a tank here and obviously a tank that we know has been not the most controversial, but kind of polarizing in that, you know, I think she's often often called sort of a boring character to play because she is a relatively simple kit um you know hold to fire uh spin your spear to block or absorb damage and then throw your spear right um her kit is not the most complicated and it never has been back when she was a a shield uh turret uh you know she she got a lot of flack for being too simple just like uh some other characters do so interesting that they went with orisa but hey it is what it is. Also interesting, the Call of the Beast theme, or Call of the Hunt, sorry. I'm a little bit surprised to hear that that's the theme. The interesting thing about that to me is that it it, it lines up not nicely because, I mean, the game came out, you know, uh, what, two months ago? One month ago? Two months ago? Uh, Two-ish months ago. Spider-Man 2 came out, and of course, if you follow that game, it was uh, all about Craven the Hunter, you know? A, a character, a villain who's very much inspired by the most dangerous game, right? He hunts people. He hunts the most dangerous people because uh, a wild game was no longer uh, a challenge for him. So interesting that this is kind of a, along those same lines. Um, and, and honestly, obviously, I don't think it's related, but just the timing to me uh, was was a little bit surprising that it, it ties in so closely to that uh, theme. So... Anyways, um, I'm curious to see what else 
call of the hunt could really mean i'm hopeful that it's not one of the i don't know how to put it other than to say more boring seasons um you know i i think of season two and three um honestly i think they've been kind of on a roll since then in terms of having these seasons that the theme is sort of more pervasive uh in terms of the game you know they have a mode that really ties into it um and things kind of work well together i think uh you know i've talked about this before but obviously season one was exciting for everyone because it was the first season but it was also kind of a hot mess with the theme being cyberpunk but them not really doing much with the theme other than skins and you know the 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 title screen and things like that then season two and three i think kind of similar um nothing too exciting there although with the i believe it was season two with the olympus uh season we did get a limited game mode that tied into that but then of course season three i don't think we got anything but then with season four of course we went to star watch we had a special game mode for that um we went to quest watch after that and we had a nice little D D tie-in there we went to um annihilation what was it called the 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 omnic invasion that's what it was called we had the invasion season after that and then of course we rolled into the halloween season with the diablo crossover so i really do think they've been on a roll again like i say probably since season four um you know star watch was four uh quest watch was five uh see and then six what was six i'm missing oh invasion was six sorry i just said that and then of course seven being the halloween season surprising that call of the hunt though isn't more of a winter themed one maybe they will have some winter shift i'm sure halfway through the season um as we get closer to the holidays um maybe they'll do something more wintry with that but really really kind of questioning that timing but anyways that's all i've got to say on that 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 took me 20 ish minutes to get through so that was quite a bit of rambling just talking about uh what's upcoming now that's all we have to talk about on that side of things so we're now going to jump over to a little bit of overwatch league action and we'll talk about uh the latest rumors and rumblings on that side of things. this is it push forward all right so we're heading on over to gg recon with an article by yiska of course this one was posted on november 17th so as you know at the time of this recording uh this news is a little bit older it did post uh the same week that the last episode of one man watchpoint dropped so of course it's been a little bit but i wanted to touch on this because i think it comes across as good news although you know it's kind of a a nothing sandwich uh but it's a nice little tease so as i mentioned we're heading over to gg recon with an article by sasha heinish or yiska as he's probably more commonly known posted on november 17th this article reads overactive media wants another toronto overwatch event receives dev response As the CEO of Overactive Media, Adam Adamu is publicly flirting with the idea of bringing professional Overwatch back to Toronto. The parent company of the Toronto Defiant and Toronto Ultra on the CDL side is also in charge of the Mad Lions European esports organization. With Adamu's grand plans for the future, he's even garnered the attention of Overwatch's executive producer, Jared Noose. We then have, of course, a tweet embedded tweet from adam adamu at grazen on twitter which reads really want to get a major overwatch event back up here in 2024 what do you think should we do it and he tags jared noose and he tags aaron keller and of course he has a video 
from the Overwatch League Grand Finals, of course, taken from the uh, media lounge, uh, filming the audience as, I believe, Hong, the Hangzhou Spark won against the Boston Uprising? I'm looking at the colors. There's a lot of blue and pink, and it does say Hangzhou wins or Spark win. And I think I can see the Boston, uh, the Boston blue and yellow there as well. Anyways, the point is, I was in the audience in that video. I was either first or second row on that floor, and that's awesome. Anyways, the point is, let's continue with the article. Um, so that's the tweet. Continuing on, the latter replied, writing, and of course that's referring to Aaron Keller, quote, loved Toronto, loved Grand Finals, and would love to hold more events up there in the future. The Toronto Defiant had hosted the last Overwatch League finals in the Madame Athletic Centre, which Noose and Keller also attended and appeared on the broadcast for. In the aftermath of the final and amid uncertainty of the outcome, on the outcome of the pending ownership vote for the continuation of the league, OAM were the first to break the news, announcing their exit from the Overwatch League. Within the very announcement, Adamu shared that the organization was still planning a return to Overwatch Esports in its new system, stating that it expects, quote, more information to come on this front soon. Later, the Overwatch League shared that it would be, quote, transitioning from the Overwatch League and evolving competitive Overwatch in a new direction. They then, of course, have a tweet embedded from the uh, Toronto Defiant, where they, quote, tweeted a tweet from Overactive Media's Twitter account. The Overactive tweet was uh, the one announcing that uh, they had exited the Overwatch League. The Toronto Defiant account quote tweeted that and said, with every ending comes a new beginning. Our organization still believes in Overwatch and the passionate community behind the game. The article then continues, while no news on the future of Overwatch esports has been shared, the exchange between Adamu and Noose could hint at things to come, with OAM staying involved in Overwatch esports as an additional tournament organizer. GG Recon had previously reported that Blizzard Entertainment was in contact with third-party tournament organizers to plan for the future of Overwatch esports. Overactive Media is scheduled for a quarterly earnings report after market close on Tuesday, November 21st, though it's unclear whether the report will share more information on its future strategy in Overwatch esports. Now, of course, uh, that's the end of the article there. I don't believe we heard anything really more from that earnings report. Um, I, I mean, I didn't find anything when I was prepping for the show, so obviously we did not. But this was very interesting to me. Of course, when I saw Adam Adamu tweeted this out, I did quote tweet that uh, that tweet of his and just share that, again, I was in the audience there. And uh, it was a lot of fun, and it should definitely come back to Canada. Um, but to me, it was very suspect that he posted this. It very much says to me, Adam is thinking about the future of the Overwatch League and uh, Toronto's involvement in the eSport and perhaps uh, there are conversations already happening. Um, the fact that he tweeted at Jared Noose and Aaron Keller says to me, knowing Adam on something of a personal level, obviously I'm not best friends with him, but if you are a fan of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, of course you've heard Adam over there a couple times, um, and uh, I we have spoken to him, myself included, and at Grand Finals, of course, I did catch up with him, and you know the two of us uh, sat together for a while, and... and uh, uh, I bumped into him a number of times throughout the weekend. So knowing him on something of a personal level and sort of reading how he is, 
I would suspect, and this is entirely speculation, I would suspect Adam had already spoken with Jared and Aaron, if not that day, very recently about the future of the Overwatch League and what may or may not be in the works. Um, I don't think Adam would have tweeted this out of the blue. He's very sort of involved in the company's uh, 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 the company's team's ongoings, I guess. So he typically fo- really focuses on what's what's happening in the present, right? If there's a a League of Legends tournament that the Mads Lions are playing in, um, you know, he's tweeting about that. If it's at the Overwatch League Grand Finals, he's tweeting about that. Um, if it's Call of Duty League and the Toronto Ultra doing something, he's tweeting about that. I don't think he often is tweeting about these things sort of just out of the blue. So that says to me that Overwatch League was on his mind in some way. Um, something was happening. Something transpired. Maybe it was just a friendly call to say, hey, I'm on board. Let me know when we know more. Something like that. But Overwatch League was on his mind for some reason, and he wanted to say something about it. And then, of course, you know, Jared responding back, the the witty banter, the, the casual banter between the two of them, also says to me that, you know, there's there's something cooking here. This This wasn't a random exchange. This was not planned, but premeditated in some form. So I'm hopeful. Um, you know, I don't think there was ever any question that Overactive Media wanted to stay in the game somehow in of course the overwatch game i think right now it's just a a period of restructuring where we we look and we find out what what's next of course um you know adam was the first first one who i had uh, talked about kind of said um you know we we have a number of years of learning under our belt um we know what works we know what doesn't work uh, or what works well and what doesn't work so well and uh, we know some changes are needed, and this is a reset point, right? Um, Adam was was kind of the first one that I heard talk about the Overwatch League in that way, uh, which is a more positive way than most had talked about it, because most had been talking about the fact that, um, you know, oh, Overwatch League is dead, and, you know, it was mismanaged, and, you know, uh, orgs spend too much money, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it's no wonder it died. Adam was the first one that I kind of heard talk about it in a different way to say, uh, of course there were mistakes made, but now's our chance to reset, rethink it, and uh, hopefully come back anew and uh, come back better than ever. So anyways, those are my thoughts on Adam's comments and uh, the overactive media of it all, if you will. Now, with that said, that, of course, actually does bring us to the end of the show. Uh, like I mentioned, there was not a ton of news happening right now. We're in that weird period between seasons where one season is ending and the other season uh, is just about to begin. So, of course, we just don't have a lot to talk about. Um, however, we made a half-hour show, so let's head on over and we will close things out. I feel greatly empowered. As I talked about at the top of the show, of course, this has been One Man Watchpoint, and this has potentially been the final episode of One Man Watchpoint for the year. We will see what we end up doing at the very least. Uh, 
at the very best, I should say. We'll get one more episode in there in the middle of December. That would, of course, come through on December 12th. Uh, You'd be listening to it on December 13th, right halfway through the month kind of thing. Um, But in any case, uh, we'll see where my feelings lie and how much news we really have to talk about. I don't want to do a nothing episode, even though I've had to do them in the past. And, you know, I mean, even this episode to an extent was a nothing episode, but not quite a nothing episode. So anyways, um, we'll see what happens here. But as I talked about, uh, this could be the last episode of One Man Watchpoint for 2023. We'll see. We'll see how the cards, how the cookie crumbles, how the the cards play, how the, how the, I don't know, crust crumbles. I don't know. Uh, This has been One Man Watchpoint. Thank you so much for listening. I'm, of course, your host, Sir Dr. JM. That's at Sir DRJM. And you can follow me on all socials where you can also reach out to me with whatever you want. Questions, topics, comments, concerns about Overwatch, the Overwatch League, video games, life in general. I promise I'm a nice guy. If you want to be anonymous, tell me you want to be anonymous and I won't won't spill the beans on who you are. Whatever you've got, bring it to me and I'm happy to bring it to the show on our next episode, which may be in 2024, maybe in December. We don't know yet. We'll find out. You can, of course, find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services out there, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. Give us a follow, leave us a review, tell your friends and all that jazz. And of course, if you did enjoy what you heard here today on One Man Watchpoint, check out the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant around the Overwatch League. I'm, of course, the third chair on that podcast with my co-hosts Alex and Chris, and we've just posted our 219th episode where we talked about the fact that we are going on hiatus until next year. So go check out that final episode. It would be really great to have you over there. You can join the Ready, Set, Pwn Discord. Uh, Discord.io slash Ready, Set, Pwn, I think is the address. Uh, If not, I'm sure you can find it some other way. If not, check out the podcast, and Chris will definitely say it in the intro or the outro on that show. There you go. Go with that. Anyways, this has been episode 132 of One Man Watchpoint. Thank you again so much for listening. If this is the last you hear from me this year... uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year. I hope you have a a safe and fun and blessed holiday season, and we will catch you all in 2024. And of course, if this isn't the last episode, then forget I said all that. I'll say that next time. Okay, goodbye. Oh, you shouldn't have.